Hey everyone, welcome back for the second episode here of this podcast. I hope all the individuals that are listening that live in South Central to Northeastern Pennsylvania survived the first official snowstorm of this year. I know it was a decent amount of snow and um, I would like to say I'm glad I was able to at least do some of the shoveling, which was um, encouraging for me as those sorts of things are difficult these days. But anyway, so today's episode is going to be more just, again, kind of like an introduction slash timeline, you know, kind of leading up, you know, with my life, kind of doing a brief summation of everything And then we'll kind of get more into the details of the specific topics I wanted to discuss, you know, in subsequent episodes here. You know, I think it's important to kind of lay out some framework and lay out kind of a foundation before we kind of dive into more specifics of each topic. I also wanted to thank you all for your support in this podcast. I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying that they're excited to, uh, you know, tune in. I've had a lot of people share uh, the link. And like I said, I'm currently trying to figure out the nitty gritty of all all the podcasting stuff. And I want to make sure I have access to share it on all platforms. Um, I know the link, I think, is through Spotify. But even if you don't have Spotify, I believe you can still listen Uh, But like I said, I want to get it on all platforms so that we can kind of reach out to as many people as possible. But again, thank you all for your support, and it is greatly appreciated. And, you know, I feel very thankful to have so many people supportive of this and excited to listen. You know, like I said, this is, you know, we'll see where this podcast goes. You know, I just want to, you know, put everything out there and I'm hoping that, you know, it can help everybody, including myself, who the journey of life as it is, you know, titled. Anyway, so, you know, when, you know, I was, you know, first born, we'll start there, first born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, you know, I was born, grew up, I had, you know, with both of my parents, I had two younger brothers, all kind of, you know, very, very close throughout the whole experience of growing up. And I think that was in part due to just kind of the nature of my family and my upbringing. Also, Again, I'll touch on this more later and specifically in, you know, this episode regarding, you know, autism and my brother, one of my brothers having autism. But I will say, I think that kind of dynamic really kind of made us even more close knit. And, you know, we're very just kind of close and supportive of each other, which was, you know, great in many ways. Um, But again, you know, like I said, I'll touch on more later. There was things about that that I think created some challenges for me as I got older and those sorts of things. 
So, yeah, growing up, you know, I went to elementary school a couple blocks from my house, you know, had a lot of great friends, met a lot of great people, you know, do a lot of what, you know, kids, you know, younger, 10 years old, whatever, 12 years old, what, what you would do, you know, going, you know, we spent a lot of time outside, you know, in today's day and age, there's not as much of that, unfortunately, and there's a lot more of the electronic stuff, but, you know, back in the, you know, 90s to early 2000s, we were out, we were riding bikes and playing in the woods, having stick fights and all that good stuff. So I had a lot of great memories with that. <laughs> Met a lot of great people. Still friends with a lot of those individuals. So I went to middle school and high school. You know, I, those were kind of those days were a little more challenging for me in terms of just. I felt I had a little more stress and just anxiety about things in general. I, uh, again, I did meet a lot of great people those years as well, but I definitely felt that I was kind of more challenged with trying to find my own identity, as many of us are around that age. Um, but again, I felt, you know, obligated to be, you know, a certain type of way and, you know, like I had said, that kind of came back and backfired me, backfired on me a little bit, as well. I um, I felt that it took some time for me to kind of get adjusted and just to be able to kind of find out who I was and be able to kind of create those dynamics with my family and friends and. Like I said, like I'm kind of you know not going into specific details. Again, I'm going to kind of touch on more of these points, more specifically, in upcoming episodes. So, you know, I went to middle school, went to high school. My uh, last year of high school, I decided to start doing some community college classes just to start getting college credit. And, um, you know, I started at a local community college in Harrisburg and got some credits that way, you know, just not really knowing what I wanted to do. <laughs> Again, society kind of just expects us to, you know, go to school, go to college, get a degree and, you know, know exactly what you want to do right away. And <laughs> by no means that I have any idea what I wanted to do at that point. I was kind of just going through the motions like a lot of people do. I um, I did, however, I did wrestle. And when I wrestled, I had injured my back my senior year of high school and did have physical therapy myself for that. And that was, uh, when I did that, that was kind of a little bit of an opening for me when I saw, you know, and had the experience of getting physical therapy myself. I kind of was intrigued by the whole idea of doing exercise to uh, facilitate recovery and improve, you know, whatever symptoms of pain or other things you may be having. So 
that kind of was a, an area that I saw myself potentially getting into, but I was also still very much thinking more in the realms of psychology, um, you know, getting into a major with that as, you know, I felt I was kind of, like I said, grew up. Both both my parents were in the psychology field. Uh, having a brother with autism, I kind of felt like I understood psychology and had more of a personal connection to it. And also going through a lot of issues myself with stress and anxiety and depression as well. Um, so I just kind of felt like that would be something that I could really strive and be good at. So I kind of went the psychology route initially with school. I um, So I did senior year of high school. I did some college credit classes, graduated high school. And then after the first year after that, you know, I continued on with the community college classes, you know, for another full year uh, before I decided to transfer. You know, at that point, I kind of shifted a little bit from psychology to more wanting to look into physical therapy as an option for a career. When I got to um, transfer to my undergraduate, uh, you know, four-year college, uh, Lebanon Valley College, out by uh, Anvil, Pennsylvania, not far from Hershey, for many of you that I I think know where that general area is that are listening in right now. Um, Yeah, I I would transfer in, but I couldn't transfer in as physical therapy. I had to transfer in as biology. So I had to take a lot more uh, biology-related courses, including, including like microbiology, cell and tissue, uh, plant diversity, ecology, um, all sorts of things like that. And when I first got there, I I actually really struggled uh, keeping my grades up. I realized I did not really know how to study well. You know, it wasn't that I was goofing off or, you know, not trying at all, because I certainly was, but the classes were very difficult and I just did not know how to properly study and get myself ready for those exams. So I definitely took me kind of some time to kind of get myself in gear from that standpoint. I did, you know, I met several other great people while I was at Lebanon Valley, you know, several which I'm still very close to now. And I some of those people, I think, kind of helped me steer me in the right direction to, you know, get better study habits and kind of was, you know, it was good that I met them because it kind of, you know, forced me to kind of get my act together a little bit more, kind of get my GPA up so I could potentially get into a physical therapy program somewhere. So I uh, went through, you know, three years at Lebanon Valley College. Again, I transferred in as a sophomore. So a sophomore, junior, and senior year at that school. At that point, I 
again, still wanted to do physical therapy, but I had not applied to schools. I didn't feel my grades were strong enough. Um, so I had to kind of take a year off in between. And so I, I did some other classes here and there to kind of bring up my GPA, retake some courses, all that good stuff. I also had to take the GREs, which is kind of, you know, obnoxious college version of the SATs, just a standardized exam uh, in order to apply to a lot of the schools I was applying to for physical therapy. Anyway, I did um I did eventually get in. I had a lot of rejections and a lot of wait lists, but I did eventually get into a school called DeSales University, um, outside of an area uh Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area for um they kind of putting up geological geological or excuse me, geographical location of where that is. Um so yeah, and that was when I kind of really felt like I hit my stride with things that I was able to able to do better with studying and getting good grades and still, you know, trying to form and create friendships and connections along the way. You know, as as I was doing all this, I always kind of found myself conflicted regarding, you know, just trying to be my own person, but also still felt, you know, like I needed to kind of take care of my family and be around for the family and all those sorts of things. I meant to mention this earlier, but, and again, like I said, and I've said it multiple times already, I'll get into this more later in other episodes, but I always kind of felt like I adopted a parental role or like a parent role very early in my life and it certainly wasn't I wasn't wasn't that I was forced to or asked to by anybody but you know and maybe people other people that are listening in who have a sibling with a disability could maybe relate to this I I just kind of felt or assumed the parent role with my brother you know who had autism and and his autism, you know, as it's, it's it's a spectrum disorder, so there's a range of, you know, people who you just you know go from like Asperger's, which isn't even I guess classified as Asperger's anymore, very mild autism, you know, with individuals being able to live pretty much independently to you know more severe nonverbal. Um, my brother is more towards the moderate end of that um i what he is certainly he's certainly verbal but he cannot form or just make sentences like i am right now in this podcast or anything like that and he also required a lot of help with just everyday activities and things of that nature so i kind of helped him with a lot of those things growing up from a teenager on on up through you know college and everything else, so I always had kind of a felt like I kind of needed to be around to to help with that. That was something I definitely struggled with trying to 
be able to be my own person, create my own identity, you know, get a degree, do all those sorts of things, have my own life, but also be able to balance that out with my family and taking care of them. You know, that, that, uh, that definitely created some conflict for me all through the years of school, junior high, middle, um, high school, college. And I think that definitely kind of eliminated my ability to have experiences, you know, with meeting more people, doing more things with friends, going on more dates, doing things like that. I, looking back, I certainly wish I could have done more tried more things, met more people, done all that kind of stuff um, because I felt like I restricted myself. I would often go home in the weekends, you know, and I would, uh, I'd really kind of put my family and all that stuff kind of as my top priority a lot of the time. You know, even when I had, you know, was dating people, um, I was always, it was a conflict and struggle for me as well with during those times and just trying to balance it all. So I'm, I, uh, that definitely kind of left a major impression on me. To, and to this day, I still have, I have some of those tendencies, you know, but obviously things have kind of changed and shifted over these past few years. So, you know, continuing on with the timeline here, and I don't want to, you know, Again, my episodes, I didn't want to focus on, I don't want to be boring people with just a whole biography of my life. But I, I said, I wanted to set some of the framework out here and I don't want to go on for another 20 or 30 minutes just about all this. I, I want to try to keep these episodes, you know, succinct, uh, get the point across without being too long-winded or, you know, as much as possible. I also encourage people, there's a, you know, Q&A section, I think that is attached to this. I would love, you know, to hear from people. You can reach out to me that way. You can certainly reach out to me via cell phone or email. I'm always happy to discuss any topics or any of that stuff with anyone. So, you know, feel free. I, I can link all that stuff, you know, to the podcast, to the notes and everything as well. But I kind of uh, wrapping up, you know, with wrapping up from the standpoint of you know, going through college. I, I went through, I graduated. I got through physical therapy school. I graduated. I, you know, I did actually very well with my grades. I got some awards. Um, so I felt pr- pretty accomplished with all that stuff. So I, um, you know, I, I started working as a physical therapist. You know, it was a, a, at a clinic that was certainly uh, had a qu- quite the diversity of patient mix, ranging from knee replacements to recent strokes and everything in between. So I really had to kind of know a little bit of everything, which is what I wanted. It was a great learning experience. I was also the place where I met my now wife. Um, We were working together at the time and, um, you know, our relationship relationship started forming. And, um, 
Yeah, so that was also where I, you know, met my wife and all that kind of stuff happened. So, you know, I transferred and went to a couple other different locations work-wise and stuff. So, and you know, at that point, you know, I had been dating my, you know, girlfriend, which is now my wife, for a couple years and started thinking about, you know, marriage. And, you know, again, going back to that whole dynamic of breaking away, being your own person, and, you know, I, I struggled with that. I was kind of fearful or a little hesitant to take that step, just... And I and I knew that that wasn't right from the standpoint that I I should be I should live my own life I I shouldn't feel like that should be holding me back but it was hard for me to sometimes reason or or you know be able to kind of work through that you know I did however we you know go through and we got we did get married uh, we actually drove out. They did a road trip out to uh, San Diego and got married out there in California, a beautiful area. I, I did not want to leave. It was one of the nicest areas I've ever been to, uh, you know, traveling in location-wise. I loved it out there. So at that point, you know, I we got married, and it was kind of actually prior to the marriage so that was September 13th of 2022. Prior to that, I would say in late May, early June of 2022 is when I first started noticing uh, some initial very, very, very subtle signs of, you know, something being kind of off with my body. Um, I, I would like to think uh, and feel that I'm very mindful of my body. I kind of, I'm usually pretty attuned with my body and, you know, I've struggled with things like I've had chronic back pain since, since my injury with wrestling. And I initially thought when I was starting to have some issues, like I said, May, June, 2022, very, very subtle. Um, just it was things like if I were to try doing something like an agility ladder, really quick footed movements, my right foot, it just felt a little bit harder to do with my right foot. Uh, I could still do it. Uh, it was just it felt kind of off or weird, which I never had that before. And I was just kind of like, that's that's strange. Like, I don't know where that's coming from. I know. And then, you know, as the summer kind of went on a little bit, you know, I was, I've always been an avid weightlifter. I love to exercise, love to lift weights. Um, that was, that's been my big, that was my biggest outlet, you know, growing up and up, even up through now is just being able to exercise. I love it. And it's not just physically good for me, but mentally it's, it's kind of like my saving grace mentally is it kind of just clears my head. Um, but I noticed that I was starting to lose a, just a little bit of strength of doing things like squats. It was more pushing movements, like especially just squats. 
you know, and again, I felt and I was thinking, well, maybe something more serious is going on with my back. Maybe I'm having some nerve compression that's causing some weakness in my right leg. Um, again, I'm going to try not to get too detailed with anatomical words and, you know, try to keep it more, no, no excuse me, keep it, keep it more, you know, not, I'm not going to go into detail with words, you know, and I'll try to refrain from going to like talking too much shop for people that don't know what the words are. But if I do mention something, I'll explain it as I go along. But yeah, so again, I thought I was coming from my back, nerve compression that can you know, affect things in your leg or the muscles in your leg. It seemed like a reasonable theory at the time. So I was like, well, I better get that looked at or addressed. You know, and I, I kind of went through a couple different jobs that summer where I didn't actually have health insurance. I changed jobs twice and I would did it before even having the health benefits because it was like outside the 30 days and or 60 days. And, you know, I and again, I'm going to go into the whole timeline with this more specifically when I have the whole ALS podcast, because there's a lot of important things that I want to bring up. And again, I'm kind of just keeping it in general and want to wrap it up here soon. So I don't want to get into too much detail, but, you know, I, you know, I was still, you know, doing pretty good and doing okay, you know, through September when you got married, you know, I didn't really have too many major issues other than losing a little bit of strength. However, as things went on into like, Later, like November, December, running started getting very difficult. I was having a hard time picking my feet up. I was tripping and falling when I was running more, which was unusual for me, obviously. And I was also starting to lose a little strength in my especially my right arm um, with things like bench press, shoulder press, pull-ups, which, again, I thought was pretty bizarre and what didn't really coincide or make sense with my the back, me thinking that my back was a primary issue as that one, uh, compression in the lower part of your lumbar, the bottom part of your spine, when, should not be affecting anything upper extremity-wise. Um so that was a little bit concerning. Anyway, um, kind of fast forwarding and going into, you know, the following year, I ended up getting a, getting a surgery, getting a lumbar fusion of my L5 and S1 vertebrae on March 3rd of uh, 2023. Um, and hope, hoping to correct this whole issue, even though things had spread and gotten a little bit worse at that point, which I'll go, which I'll go into more de- detail on the episode, like I said, on ALS. But unfortunately, that, as you'd expect, did not really do anything to help. Um, so it was kind of a pointless surgery, and I'm still paying <laughs> the anesthesiologist bill and stuff, so it's... Certainly frustrating from a financial standpoint, too, that, you know, the money it costs to do all that and not have any actual 
you know, good results from it. But um, so I went, you know, was working and just continuing to kind of just live with it. And I will say it really, things really kind of started getting, excuse me, things really started to kind of get bad or significantly worse, I'd say, of August of of this past year, 2023. Um, I was still walking my dogs with my wife. Um, we had gotten a second dog. We had just, we have two uh, very sweet yellow labs, <laughs> very uh, energetic and rambunctious, but super, super lovable. And, you know, we had had just one and then we bought us, we got a second one in April. Again, me thinking that it was still just my back. I wanted to convince myself that I'll get better. And, you know, we ended up getting a second dog, which, you know, was obviously a lot more responsibility. And I was, you know, having some trouble with doing certain things already. But anyway, you know, in August, when things really started getting bad, I, I started falling so much when I'd walk the dogs that I couldn't really walk them anymore. And um, I started, I unfortunately had to commit to using a a hiking, I kind of initially, instead of getting a cane, I wanted to get something more just like a, like a walking stick. I just to kind of have for a little extra support. And that was only, I was only using that when I would be going out for walks. And, um, you know, I used that for a little bit, but um, unfortunately, I started getting nervous and anxious and worried. You know, as and then walking was getting more difficult, so I kind of had to go to a, you know, more of like a cane, like a a wider base quad cane, which has like, it's that for people that don't know, that's kind of a cane that just has four larger prongs to kind of increase the base of support. Um. So, and then I unfortunately got to the point where I would worry that I couldn't get myself up even with that cane if I, if I were to fall outside. So I had to, I ended up getting, very reluctantly getting a walker and um, using that. I also got from a very good friend that I went to school with and she now works at the sales the school that we went to physical therapy school together at, uh, she got me another device called a Hemi Walker, uh, which I'm I'm trying to use that pretty much exclusively right now, even though I'm pretty slow with it. It's it's just it's more of a glorified cane with a very large base of support, um, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at now with walking. Unfortunately, in the house I. I do not use anything. I walk around in my house without any assistive device. Uh, you know, tough time, tough, very tough moments are like after I sit for a while or after I'm sleeping, uh, my legs are do not want to work well at all. So I kind of really have to brace on furniture, walls, chairs, tables, and counters to kind of get my footing before I can walk a little more without holding on to anything. So 
that's kind of where I'm at now. And like I said, I'll be going into a lot more detail with all that here in upcoming episodes. I just kind of wanted to lay the framework out with all that. And one other big area that, you know, it did, did happen, which I think kind of sparked additional stress and kind of made things worse for me with my my condition was, um, you know, my wife was pregnant, you know, and uh, she was due initially. She was originally due in late August, early September of 2023, so this past year. Um, at the end of May... We had a scan. Uh, we had a scan, and um, at the end of May, excuse me, the end of May of last year, two thousand twenty-four. Excuse me, two thousand twenty-three. Had a a scan, and suddenly we were going to the hospital as um, it would look like she was going into preterm labor. So, a couple of days she was in the hospital. We thought that maybe we had kind of calmed it down and stopped it and could hopefully buy a few more weeks of the baby being inside of my wife to grow and develop and mature more. However, that was not the case. Um, our baby came out. Um, uh, it was um, at the end of May, May, May 27th. And um, Emery Kate uh, was was uh, born at that time, came out via C-section, and obviously was transferred right to the NICU. Uh, being at 26 weeks old, her lungs weren't fully developed, and, you know, obviously she barely weighed over a pound. So she spent time in the NICU for that week that she was alive. Um, my wife and I would be there every day, um, just being there. We both got a chance to hold her once. Um, and the first few days she was actually doing very well and they were getting her off, you know, the ventilator and she was able to breathe more on her own and things were looking good for the first few days. Um, and then it was around that Friday, that at the end of that week, that Friday, things started kind of turning, taking a turn and not going as well. And, you know, and again, I'm going to go into more of this later in, in the other episodes. But, yeah, she unfortunately was unable to make it. Um, just uh, had some things that went on that just her little... Little heart couldn't hold on anymore, and uh, my my wife and I had to make a decision to kind of just let her go, which was again just one of the worst things you could ever experience, and just the trauma with that was left us all shattered, still shattered in many ways to this day. Uh, you just something you just have to learn to live with, and you just have to keep going, but. That whole ex traumatic experience was, uh, I think, definitely exacerbated and sped up with just the excessive stress of that. 
sped up, you know, the worsening of my ALS condition as well. So, you know, like I said, we're going to be focusing, you know, each episode. I'm going to be kind of going into, we'll start with those three major topics. Um, I think we're going to focus first on kind of my brother with autism. So living with, living with, you know, being a sibling for someone with special needs or disability. And then talking another episode, the next episode, talking more about, you know, our baby Emery and kind of coping and dealing with that and, you know, kind of a little bit more details with all the stuff that happened with that. And then at the next episode, and that might, this that one might take a couple, but going into kind of delving into my diagnosis and, you know, leading up things, all the things that led up to my diagnosis of uh, ALS. So, yeah, that's what we're going to kind of, you know, go with for the next few episodes and then kind of branch off from there. I'd love to do a Q&A episodes, um, you know, anything like that. I want to get some guest speakers on, whether, you know, it be friends, family, or anyone else who wants to reach out. I'm all for that. Like I said, this podcast, I'm trying to, you know, be there as a support piece for other people going through, that have been through any anything, you know, related to what I'm talking about or anything in general. You know, I think it's just, it's good to have support out there and, you know, people can be afraid to reach out and I totally understand that and, you know, I, I just want to be a part of the process to be able to help people as much as I can and leave that, leave a good impact on people's lives. Um, (laughs) Looking at the time, we definitely went a little, a little over. Like I said, I want to try to keep these episodes to around 30-ish minutes and we're closing it up on 40 minutes here. So (laughs) Uh, maybe I went on a little bit too long, (laughs) but like I said, I want to try to keep every episode very, you know, succinct, you know, providing enough detail, but also not going on for, you know, hour and a half. And because I know everyone's, everyone's, everyone listening, your time is valuable. And, you know, whether you have a long commute or whatever, like, you know, it's hard to listen to a million podcasts. And I want to make sure I'm providing one that's, that's, you know, that has enough good information in it, but it's not going on to the point where it's getting in the way of other things you have to do throughout the day as we all have plenty of other things to do than to listen to podcasts all day. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, like I said, any questions, comments, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I will... Um, I will Post my email and cell phone number um, as well. You can also just leave the Q, a comment in the Q&A section. Um, look for the next episode here in the next week or so. We'll kind of just get the ball rolling and get things going, like I said. Um, I hope this uh, kind of laid out a good framework on everything. And sorry if I went on a little, went on a little longer than I meant to. Um I just wanted to kind of provide a good, you know, kind of foundational basis to kind of where I started and where I ended up, where I am now. So 
Um, thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and thanks a lot for your support. And um, I will talk to you guys all next week. Take care.